pretty fishy what happened to me on that ladder. You mean by there's a fish there could be a penguin? But wait, it happened at sea. See? See for Catwoman. Yet that exploding shark was pulling my leg. The Joker. It all adds up to a sinister riddle. Riddle-er. Riddler? Who the fuck is Johnny White Trash? Hi, folks! I'm Johnny White Trash. Who the fuck is Johnny White Trash? Hi, folks! I'm Johnny White Trash! You know, I hit the button, but I don't really know what that means. <laughs> huh. Nice. I'll ju- I'll just do it the way I normally do things. I uh, I'm just. Oh no! You, you go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say maybe we should just open up with, you know, and welcome to the it's a fucking podcast edition of the SLS Cast. <laughs> I like that. I like that. But do you have your your interesting it's a it's a fucking podcast fact? Yes, today I'm joined with I'm joined by Johnny fucking White Trash. There you go. Uh, okay, well we'll do that next time. But for this time we're gonna go with Hi folks, I'm Johnny White Trash, and this is a show. Yeah, you know that's really as far as I got. Let's okay. Let's just start by saying, well, you're Matt. Let's start by saying that. I am. I am. I am Matt. And as think of a, think of a guy with no arms and no legs lying in front of your door. And that is me. Huh. I'm not trying to hurt your head. Just, you know, I know now, what do you call now it? of a sudden, what do you, why am I thinking what, about this? What do you call a guy with no arms and no legs lying in front of your door? Matt. Right? What do you what do you call a guy with no arms and no legs hanging on the wall? Art. What do you call what do you call a guy with no arms and no legs lying in the bushes? Russell. What, what do you call what do you call two guys with no arms and no legs hanging on your window? Kurt and Rod. Okay, wait. And the last one, what do you call a guy with no arms and no legs in the ocean? Bob. No, fucked. Oh, oh gotcha. <laughs> uh, but yes, I meant Bob. Okay, so basically, here's the deal. Here's what's happening. I guess there's a miniseries inside of a show, inside of a whatever. Basically, uh, I, I came up with the idea that I was going to watch all the live-action Batman movies. Got to clarify the live-action part of it. Uh, in chronological order and kind of, uh, I'm not going to say rank, well, rank them basically. Uh, and when I brought, when I mentioned that to you, you said you wanted to do that too. So here we are. This is true. Yes. I am excited to do this now. I guess I have to ask, are we going to have kind of like a live ranking system like this? Like it's a tournament kind of a thing where the winner of today's bracket can still lose against the next movie slash movies we cover. Um, or are we just going to wait till the end and rank them all at once? Well, basically what I was thinking, like this episode's going to be kind of pointless because there'll only be one movie. So it'll be number one. And then the next episode, when we do 89 Batman, that will either become number one or number two and then when we do batman returns we'll we'll adjust the list weekly until we're done now see i am glad that i totally did not misunderstand what was happening today and um think that we were covering two movies that would be done in post-production and ranked in individual episodes i'm glad that i did not mix that up today um so, yes, let's talk about Batman 1966. I believe the official title is Batman the Movie. Yes, yes, I'm sorry, yeah. Batman well, the Movie. Part of the reason I thought we could uh, we, we would rank them that way is I'm pretty sure, because one of the things I want to do with this is I want to agree on the list by the end of it. And You, you understand that our, our, our future show, when it comes to fruition... Is Matt and Johnny, or Johnny and Matt? Well, I don't. Whatever alphabetical order is fine. Johnny and Matt don't agree on anything. So, right. but I'm I'm thinking because I'm thinking what's going to happen is there's going to, and it'll probably be Batman Returns will be a, a compromise one where it's going to be like you know, you said the Dark Knight should be here. I think if you're if you're going to make me put that one here, you're going to have to let me bring Batman Returns up to here or something like that. I think I think I think certain Batman movies are going to become bargaining chips. 
That's so fine. That, That's so fine. That we, and, uh, and, and for what it's worth, you are actually putting me in a position for the first time ever to actually watch in its entirety Batman and Robin. I think I've only I I have not seen this movie for a long time and I think I've only seen it once. I I did not watch it because it looked completely stupid when it first hit the theaters and probably 3 or 4 years later um I was sitting over at my in-laws house one day and I happened to see it and I was like, well, I got nothing better to do. So I threw it on. No, was I No, I wasn't there yet. I don't even think Jen and I were married yet. Huh, hang on. No, where was I? Okay, I was somewhere, and I remember seeing it on DVD, and I grabbed the DVD, and I was like, fuck it, and I threw it in, and I literally made it about six minutes into the movie, and when Batman and Robin, like, click their fucking heels together like goddamn Dorothy and the ice skates pop out, I was done. I fucking turned I thought they were rockets. Were they rockets? No, I I'm they getting were ice skates. Oh god, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, by the way, folks, if you haven't noticed, just because we said we're talking about Batman sixty six, <laughs> we're just going wherever the fuck we're going. Don't worry, it'll come back around. I just realized I was actually confused between Batman and Robin and the classic piece of cinema, Suburban Commando. Oh, the now, when that's the Undertaker kind of a hard one to mix up. Well, just the one part about the click in the heels together because Hulk oh. Hogan <laughs> yes. banged the Undertaker's heels together so that he flew away somewhere or something like that. I want to say there was a gurney involved, but it's been a long time since I've seen that movie as well. Yes, that's definitely very, very long time since I've seen Suburban Commando. Um, now but Batman, maybe we can oh, rank Hulk Hogan movies for the next time that we oh do this. Oh, my God. Well, actually... Uh, I'm not saying I'm going to do this all the time, folks. Like right now, we're kind of thinking monthly, like a monthly episode of whatever. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but right now, I don't know where I'm going to do it or how I'm going to release it or if I'm even going to release it at all. Uh, in tandem with this, I'm also watching all the Saw movies before the release of the next Saw movie in theater, or at least before I go see it. And I'm, maybe that'll be like a Halloween That'll be a Halloween episode of the... Yeah, don't you love just listening to brainstorming sessions, folks? That's what you hear. That's why you're here. So then when you get there, it's like, Johnny, I already know what this episode's going to be. You watched all the Saw movies. Okay. Well, That's God. right. That's right. What 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 these they're, they're getting to experience the creative mind that goes into the pre-show of the pre-show of the month ahead. Yeah. To be fair, folks, we are on a night. Now, Matt, Matt is not on the hook for this. We are at a night where I'm sitting in front of this microphone and recording about six to eight podcasts in one night because this is the only time I have to fucking do them. <laughs> Luckily, my brain says now that a podcast like to me, if it beats a half hour, it's a fucking podcast. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. I think we're going to be, and I think we're going to do that. Yeah. I don't, I have no doubt, yeah. especially at this rate. Yeah. So getting, okay. So, so steering oh, no. back wait, wait. now that we know what's happening. Before we leave Batman and Robin, I do have to mention one thing about this. Um, and I, I say this with no, uh, malice or ill content or, or, uh, Oh, I know the phrase. I know the phrase. No offense, dude, but you are <laughs> a little older than me. No. Okay. I'm so, not sure where the dig is at. Okay, well, just that. what I'm saying was when Batman and Robin came to theaters or probably to uh, home video because that's probably where I watched it, uh, I was a little younger, so I was a little more susceptible to watch it maybe a couple more times than you have. Oh, no, look, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not, I'm not trying to say, look, if... Um, Absolutely. If, if if I can like a movie, if I can think one of the funniest movies in the history of movies, granted it wasn't intentional, but if I can think that one of the funniest movies in the history of movies is Hard Ticket to Hawaii, how, who am I to, to, to judge when someone says that they wanted that they enjoyed Batman and Robin because they were a kid and loved the superhero movies and stuff? Now, Go for it, man. Uh, That's great. And you know what's funny is... is this will probably all come back up when we do the Batman and Robin episode, but I do have to say one more thing. Cause that was the one with Bane, right? Yes. 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 That was the one with Bane. Um, no, you know what folks, you have to come back to that episode. Cause I was about to go on a straight tangent about the whole cast. Let's come back to a movie 
that literally I think I saw in syndication as part of the episodes that were on TV. Because when I watched this movie, I was sitting there going like, had I sat down and watched the 66 Batman movie before? Well, nothing in this movie was a surprise. I know I have seen every stitch of this movie, but I don't think I ever watched it as a proper movie. You know what I mean? Like when the Batman 66 TV show was on syndication and on every day at a certain time, I sure. think this this was divided into, what would it be, four episodes and thrown in? Uh, for the most part. I mean, you also have to remember that this actually came out, chronologically speaking, um, this actually came out um, just after the first season completed. So... People who were experiencing it in, you know, IRL at the time were... Which was neither um, one of us. Right, correct. Yes, correct. I, I mean, I'm I know, old, I, I know I mentioned he's old. old. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I'm ain't no spring fucking chicken either. 39, so. not 50. Yeah. Okay, I'm 39, not 50. Yeah. So anyway, um, no, but... Uh, the uh, so the people the kids who are watching this and the and the people who are watching this had literally just come off the first season of the TV series and then got to watch this movie and then got to pick up on season two after the movie was over. Okay. So, um, so basically, know, and, and doing course, Marvel before Marvel did it. In a way, yeah. <laughs> in a way I, I mean, mean, Marvel's gone off know. the deep end with it, and their TV's way better than their movies. But we're not here to talk about Marvel. It's a marvel that this movie came when it came, though. But um, yeah. Well, how many seasons was sixty six Batman? Oh, three at the most. Yeah, three. See, I, I want to say it's something like one hundred twenty six episodes, but that I think that was just reading the blue. I do plan on getting around to buying the sixty six Batman Blu Ray. One hundred twenty. Yeah. 120 episodes. Yeah. Uh, and I have heard interviews uh, more with Burt Ward than Adam West talking about what making this show was really like. <laughs> because, I mean, one thing I saw in this movie that I wasn't expecting to, to see, uh, just listening to the stories, uh, was stuntmen. And of course, they didn't have to... Um, I don't, they didn't have to conceal things the same way they do now with stuntmen because it was... It was film. It wasn't uh, like, you know what I'm saying there, right? Maybe you could well, say it yeah, better than I, I mean, have. But I liked how I liked how um, whenever possible, Burt Ward was still there um, because, right. you know, Batman's the one doing the majority of the daring do and Burt's there is like, the, OK, like, for example, at the beginning with the helicopter bit. Right. And. Uh, you can leave Burt Ward in the passenger seat and then you would never really know uh, because of the angle and the costume that that's, you know, not Adam West. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, you know, at least when you were watching it then, of course, we know now. But yeah, uh, which so, is the uh, advantage yeah. to making costumed movies. Is Absolutely. It, is it's a lot easier to find. All you got to do is kind of find a stuntman that's roughly about the same size. Yes. And I, you know, and that's actually kind of something that was easier to do then, because if you think about the way that the bat suit actually looked, I mean, it was just standard, um, you know, cotton unitard tights. Yeah. Unitard. You know, and, like, I mean, folks, you can tell me Batman 66 is as hardcore as you want. He's literally wearing a ballerina outfit. And I'm not saying that out of judgment, but that is what's happening. Oh yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, and and with the with the accents painted on in white on the mask as well. I mean, yeah, you know. <clears throat> well, but. before we talk about the beginning of the movie, let's. I feel like I feel like this has to be done. So bear with me. Kapali, holy feature film, Batman, one based on the tongue-in-cheek, campy 1960s television series. Watch Batman, Adam West, and Robin, Burt Ward, battle sharks, Catwoman, the Joker, and the Riddler. Oh, Penguin doesn't even get billing? On the big screen! Can they try to prevent the bad guys from taking over the world? With a wham and a pow and a zip, our heroes just might win. I, I couldn't resist. It was on my screen. I had to. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm not saying we're going to do that for all of them, but this one just made me funny. But, all right, so... The movie starts out, right? And basically, we end up pretty quick into the helicopter scene. And okay, let, I'll, I'll just ask you a, a question, Matt, here, um, because I like making fun of something sometimes, even though I enjoy the movie. 
clearly you keep all of your uh, aquatic repellent sprays in your helicopter. <laughs> Not your boat that will be on the water, but in your helicopter. Well, what I what I like so much about that is that it's important uh, to to have the various kinds. I mean, you know, it's not enough just to have shark. You do have to have manta ray. You do have to have yeah. killer whale. Yeah. So um, it, it's I like that um, that the bat sprays. Not to mention just the sheer uh, itemization of everything. It was like it was like someone literally went crazy with a label maker and said, we have to label it. It has to be labeled because just in case we don't talk about it, we want you to know that it's there and we want you to know what it's for. And so which the whole back cave is like that. Yes. Um, <laughs> especially when it's like magnifying glass. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, but, yeah. I mean, it is important, you know, to be to be prepared for any eventuality. And I guess if the bat copter is going to see, then there's going to be, you know, yeah. bat shark repellent. Yeah. Well, um, and, and even jumping a little ahead in the movie, because I mean, we're gonna. Uh, Batman himself even alludes to that when he says, when the you know the penguin is in his lair. Sorry, not the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is in the bat cave uh, says the water is over there you'll find it it's clearly marked or clearly labeled oh, yeah. yeah I'm just like well, yeah it is <laughs> I mean they and I loved the campiness of it and I mean as much as as much as people want to give the original series some shit and and there I mean the camp is just undeniable you can't say that it's not you have to remember two very important things about this particular well three very important things about this movie one batman was no longer in the golden age of comics i mean we're de this is this is after batman's been completely neutered in the comics because of the comic code and all that kind of stuff so you have that thing going against it and wow. secondly this is still um, while you could definitely say safely that it's family fair, um, it's still geared more towards young kids, young bo especially at the time, young boys who were into the comics and stuff. Because remember, while we think comics is nerds and everything like that, or at least in nerd culture, because of the 80s and the 90s. Which is mainstream this, now. It's come all the true, way around. True. Yeah, and, absolutely. absolutely. And it, but and I the, think it is closer today than it was back to 66, where... Boys, you know, young kids read comic books, and today, absolutely, kids and read comic kids books. are reading comic books yeah. again. That's right, and so kids were reading comics, so it would not have been unheard of for this to have come out. And thirdly, um, these people I mean, Burgess, Meredith, Adam uh, West, Burt Ward I mean, all of these people they knew exactly what they were doing. This is not bad acting. This is not bad writing. These are people who understand what the project is and are able to make it sophisticated even though it's silly. And that's where the campiness comes from. I mean, you can tell half the lines that Adam West is saying in this movie, he's got a damn smirk on his face because he knows it's snarky. He knows it's foolish. He knows it's, you know, clearly labeled. Right? right? So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and that's the point. It's because it... It instills adventure in kids and comic book readers, but gives something that the parents can laugh at. It's actually really sophisticated when you think about it. Now, well, that doesn't doesn't make it any less bearable to watch or any more bearable to watch in certain ways, but it's not it's 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 not like these people didn't know what was going on. So well, and a main point I kind of want to get to is all the things that maybe aren't a direct result, but all the things that loosely have happened in later films, such as Batman and uh, whatever Catwoman was playing, but a Batman or a Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle, even though it wasn't Selena Kyle, but like a, a Batman, Kitka. Cat, yeah, Kitka. Yeah. Kitka. But a, a Batman Catwoman relationship that was played at. We've seen that again twice since then. 
right? Sure. Um, Batman has to get rid of a bomb. We saw that, and he can't. <laughs> we saw that again. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones where it was like just shades of things that happened in the next how many ever movies that you're just kind of sitting there going, huh? Oh, well, I mean, okay, let's see. The whole, like, UN Security Council thing. Oh, I'm sorry, United World Organization. Um, I mean, how many times have we seen where uh, in the in the movies and in, um, yeah, I mean, in all the un- incarnations of the films where there's always some kind of deeper political component to it where they're trying to go after certain um, high-ranking officials. They're trying to get mm-hmm. a hold – take those things over. Um, you see that in, uh, Batman forever. You see that, um, to a very smaller degree in 89 Batman. But I mean, that's one of the big, huge selling points of Bane's, um, existence in dark Knight rises. So you see lots of themes that are repeated throughout this. Yeah. Um, I I gotta say, I mean, and in a way that is in, in a way, that is true to the comics too. Like 66 Batman for what it is and what people might say about it is true to the comics in a way. Obviously there's some, they took liberties, which every, every fucking Batman movie and every fucking comic book movie, every fucking novel movie, every fucking play turned into a movie, every fucking true story turned into a movie. They all take artistic labor liberties because they're making a movie folks. Right? Oh, absolutely. Like, and the thing is, though, and, and this is something that will be uh, really easy to contrast uh, in 89 Batman, um, is where a lot of people will feel like Batman 66 hasn't aged well. And, and let's face it, I mean, it's even with understanding where it's at and even with um, enjoying the comic and the history and everything, I, I, I am certainly inclined to agree that while it's a great movie and a fun movie, because it, it's great because it's fun. It's not great because it's good. And it it tried to capture the spirit of comics at the time with its own twist. And I think that's why it's constantly made fun of in its references and stuff like that to pop culture. Whereas 89 Batman also tries it also references its comic book nature in a comic book over the topness, but in a much more serious and dark tone which was readily accepted and is looked back on as a much more serious attempt. Well, and, and uh, you know, and to go along with what you're saying too, was uh, fans in 66 and fans in even 89. I'm, I'm not, um, there didn't seem to be the way it is now where, you know, you, you could just hop on the Google and find out what it's actually supposed to be like there. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know the term I'm looking for, but, um, I guess, I guess what I'm saying is there wasn't as many people like, like nobody talked about what was canon in 1966 or 1989. I think anyway, from what I remember of 1989, I think it's because people were, um, I think this is because, uh, we're still in a time you have to understand we're still three years out from going to space. Um, in our own history, and we have allegedly. Sure, <laughs> I'm not one of those. I think you guys went, but some people don't. Um, but I mean, yeah. Regardless of allegedly or not, but we're still three years from ending the space race, as it were. Um, we are also really getting into the pioneering age of TV. Um, we are starting to branch out in the kinds of entertainment that we see at, at the, uh, um, at the film level as well as the cinema level. So people were willing to a lot more willing to disassociate comics and source material from what they were seeing because everybody had been reading the books for years and years and years. So now people were a lot more receptive to, you know, Oh, it's all discovery. Oh, look what they can do. Oh, look at the ideas that are being presented. I think now that we've hit, especially in the last 10 years that we've hit such a wall of, uh, of, of what am I trying to say here of remakes and everything and, and unoriginality as it seems 
people are like, well, if you're going to copy something or do something over again, can we at least make it as close to the source material as possible? We're, we're done seeing reimaginings. We want to see, we want to see a faithful adaptation. And I, and, and I think that, you know, 50 years ago, that just simply wasn't the case. Well, and, and, to, to further your point, I, I agree wholeheartedly because I remember it was you and me. We had a conversation about the animated version of the killing joke. Yeah. And they they took some liberties and added some stuff in the beginning, and I hated it because that wasn't supposed to be there. It, it was that point where I kind of wanted my, for lack of a better term, frame for frame animation of the comic book, right? I didn't want new stuff, right? So sure. I, so I, I, I get that we... well. And we're also at that point where we can almost do anything. Like, I mean, a live action Jungle Book, a live action Lion King. I mean, they call them live action. We know what they are. But, I mean, CG is getting better. Um, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this back to video games. There's a, a video game came out, Mafia 3. Uh, and I've been reading the reviews. And near as I could tell, the biggest complaint about it is that it is a video game. And... Video games especially have kind of hit the wall where it's like, it's just the same game over and over and over again with different, like there, there are certain archetypes of games and there's not much beyond that. Cause when you go beyond that, you become no man's sky and nobody likes you. Um, and I think that at one point it seemed like that kind of happened at movies where it was like movies, like, like an, a horror movie looked like this. You know what I mean? You had your standout kill scenes. You had your standout whatever. Action movies looked like this, but you had your standout. And then all of a sudden, digital came in. And it it opened up something. Um, not everybody who did digital in the beginning was good. Not everything holds up. Matrix, I'm looking at you. But help me i i strayed off here i don't know where i was going with all well, no, this I, okay so let me ask you okay are you familiar with um a, a, an indie game called gone home yes love that game okay all right well okay now that is that is an example of an indie game gone right um, it, it's it's a great game, really fun game. I'm actually um, looking forward to playing Tacoma. That's the new one. This one yeah, actually takes place in space. Yes. Uh, and so I think that we don't always have to have either, uh, you know, Ubisoft slash EA versus No Man's Sky. It there is a middle ground. I think that's what makes quote unquote indie games so, so popular. Um, not just because they're inexpensive so that you don't feel like you've been ripped off. It's because you have so much more to explore in terms of trying to find new gameplay and, um, getting back to, getting back to the Batman thing. It's the same thing. Um, that's part of the appeal of this movie is that it's okay to be fanciful. It's okay to be, to, to see that what you would read in a comic panel, um, doesn't necessarily translate to good scripting in a TV or a movie, but you can still have that be a part of the experience in what you, in, in, in what it is that you're experiencing. And, um, and and that's something that is lacking from today. But I still think that you can take if, if you decide which area, which era, which aspect of the source material you want to pull from, and you and you are truthful to it and faithful to it, and you stick with it, um, then you will you know redefine the paradigm. That's what made uh, Dark Knight trilogy so. Uh, successful. That is what made um, Guardians of the Galaxy so successful. I'm and I'm hoping that they are maintaining the formula with uh, Volume Two that's due out next year. Um, so I'm, you know, I I think uh, I think that this is a really good way to showcase that in talking about Batman sixty six, and then next up talking about Batman eighty nine. Um, well, and, so yeah, I'm glad. There, I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just glad we're doing it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, and there is that paradigm shift too, like you say. Like, 
89 Batman was kind of a standout thing because, I mean, for whatever comic book based or superhero movies there had been, this one, this one was different. It was like, okay, this one's uh, darker, grittier, whatever you want to call it, right? And mm. then Batman Begins kind of went into a, you know, uh, in a fantastical sense in a way, because obviously it still wouldn't happen in real life, but it did take that more okay, what would this look like in real life thing, right? Sure. Um, and getting back to what you're saying about indie games, uh, the funniest thing I think about Gone Home is the big debate over is it a video game or not, right? And my thought on that is simple. It was good, right? Because, you know, it spawned this whole walking simulator thing. But, but they were an indie studio who could do that, and people since have taken off on on what gone home did and and there's been several other kind of instances of that including in the triple a space uh, well not quite the triple a space but you know what i'm saying um and in a way indie movies can kind of be the same thing they could take chances that major studios might not take for example um blair witch project uh say what you want to, i mean to me the movie holds up, but it doesn't. And here's a simple way that it, without going too deep, here's why it doesn't hold up. And it's because found footage movies got better since then. Sure. Right. And so, yes, you've seen better found footage movies than the Blair Witch Project. But when that came out, it blew the doors off everything because what the fuck is this? People hadn't seen it yet. Right. And so I, I, uh, that's just kind of my my comparison between uh, how indies kind of have a bit more freedom than the major studio because the major studios, you know, I mean, when they're talking about Suicide Squad making seven hundred and fifty mil and it'll break even, like this just puts in perspective what you're up against when you're when you're making these movies. You know what I mean? Which is which is why I think they should go back to having a blockbuster season where. Every, where each studio, you know, takes gets three or four shots at it. You know, spend your billion dollars. You know, make make three really good, you know, really big blockbuster movies that you're hoping will be tent poles. And then instead of making ten more at three hundred million dollars a piece, why don't you go make forty smaller movies? You know, that don't need to be super successful, but can still fill the rest of your year and bring some money in for you. Yeah. Um, well, I compare. They've to just lost sight of that. I, I feel like they've just lost sight of that. So, well, I compare it know. to music, right? Why would you, you know, if you've, if you've got a bunch of what you know are number one singles, right? Why would you release all of those in one year? You know what I mean? And it, it's kind of the same with movies. It's like uh, DC is obviously worse for it than Marvel is, but I think Marvel's doing it in a way too, where it's like slow down you know what i mean just slow down let's have a movie let it like star wars is another example it's like okay we saw a star wars movie that was great we were excited you know a couple years later another star wars movie that would have been great but no we're getting one every year and the magic is gone a series i think spaces itself out properly um which is you know whatever you think about it but i think we get for those of us Fast and Furious fans, we get a Fast and Furious movie every time we need one. Not three or four Fast and Furious movies a year. Do you know what I'm saying there? Well, yeah, but I mean, if you look at the way that the movies are breaking out now, um, it's not going to be two or three movies a year anymore. It's just going to be a movie a year that's doing something different. Uh, for example, take Star Wars. They're just going to do a movie a year until people stop watching them. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, that's terrible. They're going to run it into the ground. But um, uh, well, and that kind of seems to be the theory now with not just not just Hollywood, but like media in general, content, whatever you want to call it, that gets put out. Let's take this idea. Let's run it into the ground milk it for all it's worth and when it's dried up and burnt out pawn it off to somebody else and get a new property you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i mean uh, at the same time 
you know, who who are you mad at? The studios who keep putting out movies or the people who keep clamoring for them? The people who keep wanting to watch them? You know, the, the people who want a Star Wars movie every year, right? And that's the thing, is that um, I, I think that even the people who want a Star Wars movie every year are going to tire quickly because um, there's there's just no there's just no build up to it anymore, um, and uh, that's what I think made Marvel so good was that they have had a, like in Big Daddy right I don't know if you remember the Adam Sandler movie Big Daddy but his yeah. girlfriend at the beginning of the movie leaves him for the older guy because he has a five year plan right well. Marvel has had they have had a 12 year plan they they've wanted to come out with these movies uh, since 2006 and have them be a complete universe story that can then spin off into cable television into ABC television into whatever else um, phase three is coming to a close in 2019 or 2020 so I am hoping that they will learn from that. But even, you know, but we'll see. I well, mean, time will tell. one thing I'm tell, very so. interested in Marvel with, because um, in the comic books, and they're, and they're, they're doing it now with, with whatever properties hadn't done it before, but, like, the new Iron Man is a little black girl named Riri. Um, I can't think of any other example, but it's kind of like they're setting up so that when Robert Downey Jr. doesn't want to do Marvel movies anymore or they don't want him to, while well, now they start with a younger Iron Heart uh, is what she goes by. And, it, and it's like the way that, like, I mean, if you've been telling these stories for this many years straight in the comic books, you have enough source material or at least the uh, inclination to be able to keep this universe going and when somebody gets too old they don't have to be captain america anymore they don't have to be iron man anymore because there is another person and and i do kind of enjoy that i often wondered what the batman series uh from the comic book 70 years straight would be like if the whole thing happened in real time not well, not just batman is perpetually 35 at least he is to me I think I, I think though that they're missing out that the people are missing out on a huge opportunity, especially with you know like Iron Heart or what have you. Instead of simply trying to rehash superheroes that are existing, they have seen what works, and hopefully over time what will not have worked as well. And let's make some new superheroes. My God, let's not you know I'm just not I'm just not a fan of rehashing people and and plots and stuff just because you want to put a different demographic in there yeah. um oh yeah diversity and, for diversity's sake i get exactly that. i want i want there to be just are you still there i can't hear you hello baby come back well folks well um while we figure out what's going on the timer is still going on skype so matt is still there we just can't hear him for some reason um the one thing I uh, want to come back to um, while we try and figure this out is check check one two one two okay I think I handled that like a true professional. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Can you hear me again? Yes, I can hear you again. Just I have no idea what happened. I was testing my mic and everything was fine on my end. Yeah, just <clears> for. However long that was, there was just no audio coming from your end. But who cares? You're here now. That's uh, right. So like I was saying, like I was saying before Skype tried to cut me off for some reason. Um, no, that's why when we were talking about with James Bond, I would, I think it would be amazing to have some kind of super okay, spy. Okay, we, like we missed all of James Bond. We never heard you say James Bond. Okay. So, so that, where that's where you need to start from. Okay, so just like with when I had been talking about James Bond on the show uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it would be amazing not to have a James Bond, but to have a new kind of spy or super spy, like a, an amazing transsexual super spy, where you 
can truly have both sides of the spectrum. Someone who could be genderless or someone who um, just even as someone who could be transitioning one way or the other and gets to work both sides of the spectrum as they make their transition. That would be amazing in the spy world. Right. That'd and, be utterly amazing. And the funny and, thing is, is I know you can agree with this because you know the material. If uh, the Jason Bourne movie stuck a little closer to the books, we could have had that. Because that was one of the things I remember in the first book was a big point was that he could look like a man or a woman at any time. True, but even with after um, having surgery, Born Legacy that. though. True, but even yeah. after Born Legacy, Born Legacy was a great way to do that. If you wanted to use an yep. existing franchise yep. or something like that, because that's what the Born Legacy was all about, was actually creating a whole new series of of uh, spies and stuff. So now you could actually play the whole field that way. Give uh, get get women spies, gay spies, black spies. What you know, it doesn't matter. Yep. Any kind mix and match, throw it up, create. Teams teams of spies that go and do these things because that's what the program is. And instead they go, eh, you know, it didn't do as much as we'd like. So thanks Jeremy Renner, but we're going to go back to Matt Damon and watch him suck it up for, you know, in Vegas for a couple weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the only problem, not the problem, the only, um, uh, downside to bringing in new characters that fit different demographics um, is more a societal problem than anything. Like uh, they did it with Archie. They brought in a gay character and he is just known as the gay character. You know what I mean? Like you, you can't. They, I thought they made Jughead gay. Uh, not like that I know of. Up, I thought that that was what they did. They had straight up made Jughead gay, which is kind of hilarious because in. It would make total Amy, sense. It would make Jughead total sense. Jughead is gay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I could see Jughead being gay, to be honest with you. Uh, but no, uh, they did bring in a separate character uh, who was gay. Uh, Archie took a bullet for him. And, you know, here I am sitting here calling out people saying, oh, he's just the gay guy. And I don't know the character's name. I just know him as the gay guy. So I'm, I'm part of the problem, folks. Uh, but Archie did have some fun there. And I give, I give Archie a lot of credit because what happened was Archie took a bullet um, so the gay kid wouldn't die. And... That started the series Archie Afterlife. <laughs> you know what Interesting. I mean? And, uh, and I had fun watching uh, Archie versus Predator. You know, and I, or reading Archie versus Predator. So I give, the one thing I got to give Archie over uh, other comics right now is they're really being experimental as fuck. Then again, I have read Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. So I guess everybody does it eventually. So let's, let's pull it back to... Uh, 66 Batman because I do want to talk about the plot or the the big sure sure that's fine uh, and I did look it up real quick I did look it up real quick apparently uh, Jughead's orientation was confirmed in canon to be asexual as of this year so okay. he is not he is not gay he is asexual yeah he likes food there you go the, he's, he's he's the Garfield of Archie. Yeah. Oh, and then some people are like, oh, it's so unrealistic that he eats so much and he's skinny all the time. It's like motherfucker, I know people like that. You know what I mean? They <laughs> piss me off because I'm I'm eating nothing but fucking spinach, uh, goddamn chicken breasts, and vegetables I've never heard of right now. Got to drop a few pounds so I don't have to buy all new clothes. I don't mind buying new clothes. I just don't want to have to throw all my old ones out, you see. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Um, so back to the plot. Yes. The plot. Yes. So we've uh, covered the helicopter thing, and now we move into what? I just wanted to talk about the dehydration gun. <laughs> sure. I mean, as as whatever you want to call that, I still like the thought of what we're going to do is we're going to take five guinea pigs, all labeled GP one through five. We're going to we're going to dehydrate them because our bodies are mostly water after all, you know. This is true. We're going to dehydrate them down to dust. We're going to take the dust into the bat cave. We're going to rehydrate it. And then we have goons inside the bat cave. <laughs> what is wrong with that? Nothing. Nothing is wrong with that, Matt. Uh, you know, I, I think that's the easiest. I mean, if you're going to transport humans, that's probably the easiest way to do it. Totally. You know. Totally. So, uh, um, oh, uh, another thing I want. I, I'm. I know I'm bouncing, but they're all starting to come to me now, all the things I wanted to say about the movie. Uh, 
I do love the part where they blatantly call out, well, it's not just one supervillain. Not just two supervillains. And they go through, it's like, oh, this. Oh, well, it's it's Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, it could be this. <laughs> if it was just one supervillain, or if yeah. it was just two supervillains, I'd believe they were yeah, trying yeah. to take over Gotham. Yeah. yeah, if it but was just three supervillains. Three supervillains. Four supervillains. <laughs> could, must be at least the world. Like, well, I mean, what else are we going for? Are well, yeah. we trying to do the solar system at this point? Uh, you know, is well, it I, not just the world, but the moon as well? Well, I mean, we're at the, I mean, every movie you see eventually, or every franchise eventually, you're saving the whole wide world. You know, the Avengers have done right. it. Did Batman ever save the whole wide world? Oh, probably from uh, economic ruin, I think, you know, especially oh, yeah, when with, he got broke. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but, ta- and then taking out Ra's al Ghul and everything. That's a worldwide yeah. organization. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, cool. What else What else are we talking about here with this wonderful movie that... Uh, I think uh, the only thing... Before, oh, go ahead. Oh, this is it before, before we have to rank it. Well, I, I think um, I think we're pretty much at, at the ranking part. I think. Oh, uh, I do remember there was one other thing I did want to bring up about this movie. Uh, there was a fight scene um, that did not have bop or pow or or any of that. And now, oh, yeah. folks, if you watch this, you can see why they had the graphics superimposed on the screen. Did I is superimposed the word to use there, Matt? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Work. Okay. Um, and that's because they're pulling their punches and not really hitting each other. And when you had pow on the screen, you didn't notice that. But there's the one fight scene between Bruce Wayne and all four of them plus a bunch of goons. No, sorry. Three of the four. Uh, because Catwoman was still being Kit Kat. Uh, but, like, yeah, you could just see the swing and a miss. And, I mean, I think part of that is too. uh dealing with the remastering and the higher resolution or whatever. But, um, you know, I, I did think it was funny, uh, personally, as that's all I could say. I mean, that's ultimately what I thought about this movie. It was funny. It, I, I don't know if you, you can, know, I, I don't know if it's funny enough to call a comedy, but it was funny. And you were laughing with them, not at them. Like you did with Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite, you're laughing at that movie because it's stupid. This one, you're laughing with them. I think you. Um, well, I, I, as someone who loves Napoleon Dynamite and thinks it's just fucking hilarious, um, your mom goes to college. But um, that's beside the point. I actually, I just I thought it was kind of cool that um, they did the whole mixing of the minds thing. Uh, at the end, I, I thought yeah. that was a nice touch. Yeah, uh, you know, very, very bring the world back together in a really kind of not nice <laughs> way. I mean, like you, you get it in a six in the context of '66, yeah. but all all of these stereotypes, like oh. just totally being played out by all these people who don't fit the stereotypes. Oh, and um, everybody in that movie was smoking. Well, it was still 66. Yeah, so. I mean, that that's just something I noticed. My my new mod for my vaping showed up today, so... <laughs> yeah, whatever. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So, so now that we have uh, seriously run circles around Batman 66... Yeah, literally and figuratively and, and technically and all those other words people hate. What happens now? I think, uh, I think so far... Uh, I think we're going to have to rank Batman 66 as number one on the list. What do you think? Uh, yes, purely out of um, lack of competition <laughs> at this point. Yeah. I, will, I will concede that point to you. I will certainly concede that currently Batman 66 is number one on the list. All right. Uh, one other quick point I want to bring up. I know I'm keeping you, but uh, uh, one quick point. Uh, you're more of a movie guy than I am. Uh, when we talk about the acting of this film and whatnot, um, You've seen stuff contemporary to this. Was not acting just more over the top in the 60s and even the 70s than it is now? Would would you say that's a fair thing to say? Or I guess what I'm asking is, how do you think this movie holds up uh, with stuff that's contemporary? The only famous movie I could 
find that I think I've saw is the good, the bad, and the ugly from 66, but. Um, no, I, I, I still think, um, I, I don't know. I would say, it, um, the original Magnificent Seven, that was 1960. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah. That was a great movie. It's yeah. A fucking great and, movie. And. You've also got movies. Um, a lot of the Rodgers and Hammerstein musicals were during uh, during that era as well. So, I would think that, um, as opposed to other movies of that era versus today, no, the acting does not hold up. But that's again, I think it's because of what it was trying to emulate, not because it was bad acting. Uh, so I think there are better instances of acting as uh, in the 60s, uh, especially the late 60s, as opposed to what we would find contemporarily speaking. But it's but it wasn't again, it wasn't poor acting. It was just the style that it was emulating. So that's what I that's where I would. Right. Right. OK. Um, one more thing. Um, I swear. I swear. This is the last thing. Last thing. And then we'll we'll move on. Uh we won't do it as part of this list because we already talked about this is going to be a live action Batman list only because if you watch one animated movie, you got to watch all the animated movies. And that is a whole, I mean, it, Hey, if you all head to patreon.com forward slash available in ADHD. And if everybody who ever listened to one of these podcasts, uh, helped out with as little as a dollar a month, we might be able to, uh, have the funds to procure, uh, myself and Matt to go on that kind of uh, uh, viewing binge. But until that day, <laughs> until that day, we're just going to have to quash the, uh, the animated ones. But I will be curious if you are going to watch, uh, I forget what it's called, but basically it's all the 66 Batman actors in the new animated feature. Uh, yes, I would happily watch that. All right. But we're not going to talk about it on this show. <laughs> Exactly. All right. So that just to recap, folks, 1966 Batman currently number one on our list. Me and Matt will be back sometime, sometime uh, to talk about 89 Batman. And uh, well, uh, uh, one last uh, final plug. Uh, Matt, he is on a movie podcast called the SLS cast. Um, I can't tell if I can hear you still. What? Oh, I have. I, okay, I was letting you plug away. Okay, I was okay. just letting you plug away. Uh, SLScast.com. Uh, email to the show at SLScast.com. Uh, catch us on Twitter at the SLScast or me personally at nitwit12345. All right. So thank you for joining me. I, of course, see, I had, of course, too many times now. I've been talking to Raphael too fucking much. Anyway, I'm, <laughs> I'm Johnny White Trash. Um,. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, uh, fuck. You know what? I'll just come back and record an outro where I plug everything. No, fuck it, okay? Available on ADHD.com. That's our fucking podcast studio. That's where all the podcasts are listed. <laughs> Great shit like that 90s show and the Available in ADHD show, Knee Deep in the Dead. Other shit I can't think of right now. And uh, thanks for listening. Let us know. What do you think? Is Batman 66 of all the options number one for you? You could tweet a... Uh, Tweeting Matt, like you said, nit twit one two three four five, and me available in ADHD. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, everywhere. So buy the ticket, take the ride until the fucking wheels come off, baby. That's all, folks. <laughs>